0: Welcome to the Manly, Pinterest, Manly tip show. Pinterest Tip Show, a show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interest in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man, one man will, assist will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. Men and, women can share in the success. and here to show you how your host. is your host, Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.
1: Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. Do you struggle with creativity? Wonder how your business can be more innovative? Well, Heather Crafter and I both believe that everyone can be creative even if it's hidden deep within. Today's episode we discuss how to flex those creative muscles and see how a little bit of creativity can spark a firestorm of original ideas. But first, have you headed over to ManlyPinterestTips.com and downloaded my free tackle box? It's full of some of my favorite tools that I use to create my images and to boost my productivity. Quit fishing for those resources and go download my free Manly Tips tackle box at ManlyPinterestTips.com Today's show is about one of my favorite topics and i get to have one of my oldest online streaming buddies on the show with me today heather crafter heather runs craftshack.com and the tagline is to help you find your crafty bone and she does just that heather has been helping people find their creativity through crafting for over six years her courses and classes have helped countless people discover their inner creativity even when they didn't think they had a creative bone in their body if you struggle with being creative or need a boost to get past a creative roadblock, then this will be the show for you. Now this interview that I did with Heather it was a live show where the audience was able to interact with myself, guests, and each other. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinteresttips.com and join our email community to find out when our next live show is. Come join us where you can ask your very own questions during the show. I have never not had fun when I have been on a show with Heather, and I think you'll hear that in today's show. Heather is all about creativity, and I know you'll pick up some great tactics and tips on creativity from this episode. So let's jump right into my conversation with Heather Crafter. So, Heather, welcome today's for, on today's show. I'm so glad you're here. It's been too Thanks,
2: long. Thanks, Jeff. I'm glad to be here, too. And I have to tell the audience that this is my dear friend, the bearded one. That's how I refer to Excuse Mr. You. Mr. <laughs> Jeff C. Is the we, bearded had some,
1: one. we had some fun. We did a lot of uh, cool stuff. even did some game shows together that were really funny on Friday nights. Uh on google plus and it's been in a, in a group together for a long time so uh, if i'm as i'm talking with heather today if you have any questions on huzza just go to the q a app and that way it'll pop up and i can see that and we will try to get to that question and answer it for you during today's show so heather let's just jump right in tell me a little about about your backstory how did craft shack get its start
2: well, let's see. I needed to be home with my family, and it meant I couldn't be out in the workforce anymore. So um, after about five minutes of being at home, all, you know, with nothing else to do in life, right. I decided I had to do something, right? right. <laughs> so uh, like a lot of moms do, I reached out towards crafting just to try and have some kind of a hobby of some sort. And when I would make something, I'd have friends who would say, well, I want to know how to do that. Right. And it's like I made a card, you know, I just made a card. It's not that big of a deal. So I would say to my friends, you know, well, come over on such and such day and we'll just make cards. Well, that turned into like classes in my dining room <laughs> on a regular basis. So
0: cool.
2: um, after I think we had one class where we had five tables set up between my, my dining room, my kitchen and my living room which my house is very, very small. (laughs) So to have five tables and people, you know, don't move, just get into your seat and sit there. I'll bring you tea, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, we said, we got to do something else. So uh, one of the gals who was there said, why have this garage thing that I'm not using? You could use it. It's not even attached to the house. So my dad came up refinish the whole thing inside, put uh, a door where there was, you know, a big thing that rolled up for the cars to come in. Right. Put, uh, put nice countertops and stuff like that in. And it was a lot of fun, but you know what it was away from the home. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so hello, why was I doing this in the first place? I needed to be at home. So um, we decided after I think about a year of it being in that other building to just bring it home and but a business had happened in all of that so what are we going to do well we actually turned the living room dining room into that crafty space for others to come in and moved all the furniture down actually all the the living room was down here where i am now so it's funny how it all flip-flops but um but then i ended up with um i did that for about a year up in the basement or i mean up in the living room and then I ended up with a disease in my wrist that I had to have surgery for. Mm. And during that process, leading up to that, prior to the surgery part of it, it was like, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't function physically moving my hands anymore. And so we decided to close up shop, pack everything up. And while we were packing all those boxes and everything's getting put into storage, I was really sad. And my husband, who is the most amazing man out there, sorry, bearded one, there's one that's a little better than you. <laughs> he um, he saw how sad I was and he said, you know what? Let's just set up the basement for you. You can have a crafty space down there. You don't have to have people over. And about five minutes of that and having that after my surgery, I realized I do need to have people over. So that's when I turned on a camera and reached out through YouTube to the world. And the rest, as they say, is history.
1: <laughs> so have you been... In you know, have you been crafty all your life? I mean, when you were, I mean, have this been part of your makeup um, since you can remember, or did you just wait till you were at home and needed something to do?
2: Well, I would say probably a yes, because I do, I do have a memory of being three at preschool, and I remember making yarn hair on, um, quaker oats tube thing right
1: right
2: <laughs> and i made like this doll out of that i remember that so i'm pretty sure crafty stuff has probably been in my in my world for ever but um i never considered myself to be crafty per se or artsy or any of those terms that people use when it comes to you know making stuff yeah. um until until one day i sat down to think about a business plan like, we're, we're up at that building up there now. And I'm saying to myself, maybe this is like a business. I should be serious about this. So I'll set up a business plan. And I had to write out all this stuff about myself. Meanwhile, there was already a business going on. Remember that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had to write off all this stuff about myself. And the banks wanted, you know, information about me personally and my background and my history and my passions. And I'm like, right. I didn't know any of that stuff. Having to fill that out or having to write that down maybe made me think a little bit more about am i creative am i crafty do i have this bone in my body and that's pretty much where the tagline came from because honestly i think it's about opportunity Mm. if you have the opportunities to be creative i think you are creative i think pretty much honestly everybody is creative it's just whether they have the opportunities or not
1: I totally agree with all of that. And um, one of the things we'll get into that a little bit later, but I I wanted to ask you because I think people may be confused on what creativity is. So how would you describe creativity? What is that? What does that word mean to you?
2: Oh boy. I'm not very good at at definitions. I'm, my name's not Webster. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) But um, I think that, And I've said this before in other cases, but I think that a mom who has, you know, 25 bucks and five little kids to feed is able to do that for a whole week on twenty five dollars. She's pretty darn creative. Right. Right. (laughs) I think it's the ability to take something and turn it into something else that it wasn't necessarily intended to intended for. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means, I think that somebody who is running a company up in some huge high rise and they've got a budget they've got to deal with, they've got man, you know, management they've got to deal with, they've got employees, they've got the building itself, everything that they've got to deal with and they're able to do it, that's pretty darn creative. <laughs> if right, they're successful right. in it, they're pretty creative. They must be. How else do they get through it?
1: Right. Right. And I, for me, creativity, and I think it's the same aspect is thinking about something outside of the box, you know, trying to take something in and, you know, use it in some different manner or, or tweak it a little bit. And so that's what I've always kind of thought of creativity. So and I know you and I both believe this because we've talked about it before, but you and I both believe that. Uh, everyone can be creative. Um, in fact, I think that I kind of compare it. I've talked about it a little bit is um, it's almost like a muscle. Creativity is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Uh, like for, I, I use the example of bloggers. You know, when you first started blogging or writing stuff, man, it's it's still hard for me, but it gets easier over time. It's not, the more you do it, kind of the, the, the I guess, the muscle memory or whatever, It it gets easier. So do you think people, you know, everybody's creative in some way or form, but do you think some people are more creative than others or well, how, how, what do you think about that? You think everybody has well, something?
2: I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, this is a funny little story. I was last year, last fall, I was on set uh, for a movie. I, I got to play a background zombie <laughs> and, and the um, producers had come over and they had kind of s- sequenced or sequ- what's that word? I don't know what it is. They'd, quarantined us from the talent right the talent okay that made me think about something if they're the talent they meaning the stars of the program whatever it was if they're the talent then what are the rest of us talentless
1: right yeah and
2: and it it really stuck with me and i think of every single person that i meet has talent i just don't know what their talent is yet maybe they don't even know um do I think that everybody has the same amount of talent or some of us have a little bit more than others? Absolutely not. I think that we we all have the same. The problem is we don't all have the same opportunities. Hmm. So here's an example. You know those that there's like this family, um, Wahlbergs. Right. Yeah. They're, they're there's like a though, few yeah. of them that are famous. Okay. Right. <laughs> the, they, they do you think that the Wahlberg family was like born with a little bit more than the rest of the world? Or do you think that as a family that's in the business and has connections, they have opportunities for each right. of the family members to do a little bit more in those areas than the rest of us might. Yeah. Just my theory for right. what it's worth.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's good. I mean, and, and the opportunities are there. And one of the things about being creative, creative, having creativity is seeing those opportunities and not being scared to go through those that door because yeah. um everything that i've done that that has benefited my business or um has grown me is hard and it's something i did not want to do uh-huh. i don't really like getting i mean i remember the first time i, I commented on a post i think it was mark Trapagan over on google plus and i was like oh my gosh i said something and then doing my first live video i mean That's hard for people, I mean, who, who want to know about doing video. It's hard. I get nervous every time I do one. Um, And we were talking about it in the green room that, you know, you, the interviews with you are kind of, oh, Oh, I don't like
2: talking about me or my stuff. No, (laughs) but
1: but everything that is, that I can see in the past, everything that's benefited me, you know, I got to speak at um, podcast movement. Well, that led to. I was able to be on Michael Stelzer's podcast, which led to me actually going to work for a social media exam. I mean, so it all trickles down. But every one of those was a like growth, stretching, nervous, scared up time. And you
2: know? don't you feel like at each point you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I should do this. But then the second right. you do it, it's, it's, it's almost like whatever was holding you back, that, that tension that was pulling on you to go, mm, I don't know, is right. literally gone. <laughs> right. And, and it's same Until as true the next with one. Comes. What was that? Yeah.
1: Until the next one comes. Then well, it that's, starts, true. Yeah. that's true. That's yeah. true. I
2: know. I know. Somehow they're yeah. there again. But yeah. But if you push past them just a little bit, then all of a sudden they're gone. And right. I I with the live video, the live video, for example, I have done some terrible live video. And I know people who have said, well, if you don't like those videos, why don't you take them down? But. I don't do that. You know why?
1: <laughs> it makes you real.
2: It Well, it does more than make me real. It humbles me when I start thinking, right. oh, yeah, this is easy. It's no big deal. I don't know why people say they have, you know, problems right. doing, oh, yeah, yeah, now I remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that video. Of the, yeah, I remember when I did that and yeah, said that, that, that yeah.
2: video. Yeah.
1: yeah. I've been there too. So, well, well that kind of leads into our, our next question. You know, how can we become more creative? You know, we talked about um, one of the things is being brave enough to kind of walk through that door of opportunities that present themselves. So are there any other tricks you found that, because I know you have students come into your class and they say, I, I'm not creative. I don't know what I'm doing here. My friend dragged me along. I'm just here, you know, for whatever reason. So or my drawing you-
2: class is my favorite one. I can't draw a straight line. Well, neither right. can I. That's the reason why I have a ruler. So, um, <laughs> exactly. you know, here, here's the thing I think. And you're going to hate me for this. If you ever took any kind of instrument or if you ever did anything ever that that you didn't do right the first time, what did you need to do to get it right? Practice. Right. Yeah, everybody hates that word. They really do, because what do you have to do to get better? You have to practice. How do you practice creativity? That's it's really not that hard. I know people are thinking, but how do you practice being creative? You just have to decide for yourself what is difficult or a little bit more hard than what you've been doing. Or, and it depends of course on the circumstance, but for me, watercolor is something that I have loved. I've loved watercoloring. I'm not very good at it, but I've loved it. The better I get at it is all dependent upon how much I do. I'm not going to get better at it by staring at my watercolors or holding a brush. Those things don't make me better. What makes me better is actually watercoloring over and over and over again. I have a friend who, um, she's a YouTube creator. She has been doing daily art for over a month now where she gets up every single morning and just does something. Now, does she make a masterpiece every time? No, but that's not even the point. The point is that she's done something creative every single day. Every single morning with her watercolors and her the growth that I've seen in thirty days with her watercoloring is amazing and I'm thinking, why didn't I do this? This is genius. Just watercolor every day and you'll be perfect at the end of a month.
1: Right, (laughs) and the same. You know, I want to. I like to speak. I've been able to be lucky enough to be in some speaking things, and I always want to be a better speaker. I mean, that's one of the things. And so, one of the things is you when you're trying to be a better speaker, you're always you accept almost everything to go speak at, but also I've been studying, you know, how to write a speech, looking at the greats who are doing it, not to copy them, but you know, it's like you said, you're, you're, you're studying, you're working on it every day. I'm trying to, cause I try to use humor in my, my uh, speeches. I'm trying to write a joke a day, which is hard. If you ever try to write a joke, it's not easy. Um, and so, but, but those steps that you give yourselves every day of practice, Makes a big difference, I think. So it really does,
2: and it doesn't matter what you're talking about. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to run a marathon, you don't just get up one day and say, "Today I'm going to run the 5K." You have to build up to the 5K. You have to have been running every day for a long time to get to that point. At least that's what they tell me, because I don't run. I don't ever
1: do that. The only time I run is when I hear uh, uh, fire or free food, or the free food's on fire. That's the only okay. time I will run. All
2: right. I was going to say something really scary is chasing me if I'm running, but yeah, right. so, yeah, free food. I just yeah,
1: might run. Then for I'll, I'll run that. So, uh, so how could we, you know, you talked about um, being creative and some steps to do that. What, how could we find our passion? Because it sounds like for you, um, I, I read in one of your, and you need to really make a downloadable of those uh, ways to be creative that you sent me. Cause it's really, really good. Um, the, the ways to, That we can find our passion. So what are some ways that, you know, creativity comes out of passion? You're passionate about something, so you want to do it more. And like you said, uh, that lady was watercoloring every day because she's passionate about it. So how do we find what we're passionate about? Because I think a lot of people, they spend all their time watching Netflix and sit in front of the boob tube and they don't find what they're passionate about. So how can you find what you're passionate about? What's some, what are some steps that you think that people can do?
2: This, this is a good place to go. Um, I am the mother of three boys. So crafting wasn't something we did on a regular basis as Perfect. a mom. Right. Um, it, how would I have ever found that this was my passion had I not actually just tried to do something that I thought might make me happy? I didn't know. I didn't know that if making cards for friends would lead to classes, which would lead to all the rest of this stuff. Um, I think. I think the idea, and this is what I tell my boys. They're they're almost all adults. One of them is an adult, but he doesn't act like one. But. Um, I tell them that in order to find their passion, they've got to try things. If you aren't trying things, you won't know if you like it or don't like it. You won't know if this is where your passion lies. My husband, for the longest time, No way, how would he ever speak in front of a group? And I'm talking three or four people. I'm not talking about in front of an auditorium or up in front of the church or giving a presentation for an entire weekend about marriage. But he is passionate about it. And he found out he was passionate about marriage because he invested time in his marriage. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted other guys to be passionate about their marriages. So that's what led him to do what he never would have done before standing in in front of people. And now it's easy for him because he's talking about what he's passionate about. Now, if you asked him to stand up there and talk about, you know, what I do, (laughs) he wouldn't (laughs) be able to do it. But he's not passionate about this. So why would I expect him to? How -hmm. did I find out I was passionate? I gave it a shot. How did you find out you were passionate about speaking?
1: Tried it, Yeah. And so, and the funny thing, and this goes back to our other point is your husband, that was not h- easy for him to do, but he was, he stepped through that door of opportunity that we talked about. And, you know, it, it was a growth season and now he's really enjoying it. So that is very, very cool. So you mentioned trying different things. So when is it time to move to a creative project? Like, what if I try painting and after three months, I don't like it anymore? Is that okay? What do I do? Because I know a lot of people do that and like, oh, I'm such a failure because I really don't like this thing.
2: Yeah, this is this is a tough one. And there's if there's anyone out there who is in the creative industry, an artist or whatnot, they're going to really not like me saying this, because this is something I've always heard Mm -hmm. every time I've ever taken a class, every time I've taken um, any kind of study about any artists is that they found one thing and they stuck with it. And they never gave up until they were good. These people seem miserable to me. So I don't think that's the best plan of attack. I could be wrong. But if you are, if you bought all the supplies you needed for acrylic painting, and then you started acrylic painting, and every single time you were painting, it was misery. Why would you keep doing that? Right. Why? Why would you keep doing that? Because you spent all the money on that stuff? Sell it. There's somebody who will take it. I right, promise. Right. <laughs> you know, they, I guess for me, because I'm under the craft shack, so I don't look at one thing ever. I look at everything that I do as an opportunity to learn something new about that. And maybe I like it and maybe I don't. I have a sewing machine. I don't know if you can see that or not. Yeah, I have yeah. a sewing machine over here. I've used it, I promise. But um, I'm not passionate about that. Right. At all. <laughs> but I'm, you know, it's there. I've got right. one. Why? Because I wanted to try it. Did right. I teach quilting classes? I did. I but don't you know anymore. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Right. So I,
2: you
1: know, I guess the you're going. giving people a, a permission that it's okay. It's going back to that trying different things that don't feel like a failure. If you tried something, you don't like it. If you tried public speaking and you hate it and you've done it more than like three or four times and you hate it every single time then do something else you know <laughs> blog yeah, so you, or, you might
2: know. need to be the person who holds the light on the person who's doing the public exactly. speaking yeah. i mean it, you can't be in the spotlight without somebody put, turning the spotlight on i promise so right. there's there's a job for everybody it's just finding out which job is yours
1: what do you do when you and i know this has happened to you um what do you do when you get blocked creatively like if you're you know you because you, you like to make cards. You do a lot of the water, the cards and, and create. What happens if you sit down and you look at that cardstock and you go, I don't I don't know what to do. You ever have that happen? Is there a way to get past that yeah, kind of block of creativity?
2: Yeah, and it's specific to what I do. Um, I I prefer I prefer to do the watercolor painting, but I don't always have a subject. Hmm. That's probably the biggest block that I have is what am I going to paint? Not necessarily do I want to paint, but what. Do I want to do another rose? I mean, you know, that that's kind of how my brain goes, I guess. For me, the best thing to do is to just start. And I know that sounds really trivial, and it doesn't really give you a direction. Right. But whatever it is that you're trying to do, just start. If you're writing, I once heard um, about a blogger who sits down for five minutes every day and just types at the keyboard no coherent thought about it, but right, just types right. at the keyboard for five right. minutes. Ding, it goes off. There might be something genius there. There might not. But five minutes were spent typing at the keyboard. That don't work for me. I ain't no writer. Right,
0: right.
2: And English ain't my first, obviously. <laughs> but um, but for me, just putting paint down on a white canvas or white piece of paper, all of a sudden there's a color there. All of a sudden it's starting to move and do something. Well, now... Uh, you know what? It turns out I'm going to paint a blue poppy because there's blue on the thing. And look at the shape that it's creating. Uh, yeah. I didn't find the subject. The f- subject found me. And I know that sounds a little out there. But whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to find some creativity in it, then you just need to start. And what will happen is if that freedom, that that pressure is it's gone, that, oh, how do I even begin this? That's gone. You can go back and rewrite the first sentence. Mm. you know you can add another layer of paint if you don't like how that one started you have to think get started and then you can go back and and make it better if you need to
1: very cool good advice so how do you think businesses can be more creative i mean you know we i see a lot of uh the same old same old coming out of content marketers and i think that's why you know being creative can help you stand out in the stream of content i mean that's why i did manly pinterest tips because it was kind of funny and it play it on word and everybody thought it was for women. So do you have any advice for business leaders, uh, businesses or content creators who are trying to break out of the pack, uh, creatively? I mean, how, how to do that for them? Because it seems like, you know, a lot of times you'll see the same thing coming out of this. Everybody.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess taking risks. So I've never seen that done before, so I don't do it. I, I do hear a lot of that. Um, one of the things that I, I noticed in like Instagram, I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very visual right. job over here. So for me to take pictures and post them on Instagram is easy, totally easy. But how does somebody like a clothing store, how do they get to leverage something like Instagram? Well, they could obviously take a picture of the shirt hanging on a coat right. rack or something. But imagine for just a second that there's this shirt that goes through the store at night Now, all of a sudden, you're taking it out of the box. The shirt is now where today? We found the flannel over on and, you know, whatever. You can do something fun that doesn't necessarily mean... I guess the idea is out of the box, like you said in the first place, because... Just because it's a clothing store, just because this is our logo, just because we sell pants, just because I use paint doesn't mean that that's what you're going to see every time you look at my feed.
1: Yeah, good point. That's a-
2: It shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't think that way. You should try to find something outside of the box of what it is that you're in. And you know what I think really boxes us is when we go to fill out a form online or, you know, you're you're trying to. Here's my favorite one. What category does your business go under?
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's. It you in a
2: box right off the bat. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think that to for businesses need to think about and and I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of and it depends on the business sure but showing some personality and who you are behind the brand. I mean, even if you're a big business, even if you have let's say you have that clothing store. Posting fun pictures, and that's a great idea of almost a, a Waldo of a flannel shirt across the store. You know, doing fun stuff like that just endears you to your audience. And the more businesses can can do that, I think are um, is, uh, is going to be a, a big deal, which leads to kind of the next question is, you know, live video it's everybody's talking about it. live video. They got Facebook live. You had Periscope, which is still there. Uh, and now you have today is the new Instagram stories where it's like Snapchat. And so one of the things I think of is that when that stuff breaks and there's live video, um, people do that and they talk in front of a camera and that's create And that, that comes across as creative, but it really isn't. It's just, I'm holding the phone and I'm talking. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody's holding the phone and they're talking And it starts to be the same. So people who are going to stand out in this field and uh, do, I mean, you're taking live video and you're making something, you're showing somebody how to make stuff stuff. So that is very creative, but how can, how do you think other people and businesses can be uh, creative with this new live video other than just holding a phone and showing, you know, here's our new product or whatever.
2: Well, you know what I think is really odd. And this is something that I didn't know would be, a big deal. But whenever I opened a box that I got, I used to have a store. Right. So I would get the product in the mail and I'd open the box live with people watching and interacting and asking, "Ooh, what does that do? Ooh, show me that color again." That th- I'm pretty sure those were even more popular than me making stuff, Brilliant. honestly. Yeah. Because why? Because it's the part of the work that you never get to see. Mm. You go into a store, everything's out, displayed perfectly. It's been unwrapped from all that you know, uh, vacuum sealed packaging that they ship everything in, right? You know, when you get a shirt, when you get a shirt in as a retailer, you get a shirt in, you don't get a shirt, you get a bag stuffed with 20 shirts, and they don't resemble shirts until you pull them out and you fold them properly, (laughs) you know, so for the customer to see that stuff, I think they get really excited. I think that I think that you have to stop trying to present a perfect front Mm and start presenting what you and your company stands for. And that's different for everybody. That's I'm not telling you that you need to, you know, tell us what you got in the box or, right. you know, that You don't need to see stuff. your garbage.
1: Right. But, yeah. yeah. But, but well, seeing how Don't, behind don't the scenes.
2: leave my garbage out of it,
1: yeah. Jeff. Yeah. When you, I mean, but you, you want to, and that's a way to be, to be creative is, okay, what can we show people that they haven't seen before? Right. What are some things that about our business that, people may find interesting, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think any business can do that. Um, I have one of my clients is a chocolate factory and one of our plans is, is to go and they're like one of the only um, places around that actually still it's all handmade. So there's people. people I can think
2: of a thousand things I would do there, but it involves (laughs) me eating the chocolate. It's
1: bad when I go there. It's very bad, but they, but they actually stick their fingers in and flick the chocolate. I mean, it's handmade. I mean, and they make these designs by hand and I mean, it's awesome. And so, Oh, that's telling me. <laughs> that's what people need to see. I mean, that's what I want yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna go video that and show behind the scenes because you see this gorgeous chocolate with the Christmas tree on it. They don't understand there's somebody back there drawing it by dipping her finger in chocolate and making it. So stuff like that, that's what people want to see. So um, you know, you've done a lot of video to teach people to be creative. So, how could a business who's um, you know, not teaching crafting, you know, be successful with video. I mean, you've got a lot. You have way more experience in this and teaching with video than I do. So what are some tips you could give them um, like w- with teaching with video?
2: Well, the first thing is to assume that no one knows anything. So your your audience is at square one. Don't right. assume that they know that the tool you're using or the um, the product that you're pulling out of the box or whatever it is, that they know exactly what it is. Don't assume that because this may be the first time this person has ever seen any video like this. They may never have seen this product before. They may have never seen your company before. So the first thing is to always assume they they don't know you or what you're doing or what that is. If you do that, then you at least have a starting platform for the people to jump from so that you're teaching them about what this is. Right?
1: Very cool. Yeah.
2: The the next thing I would say is try really hard to hold the camera still. <laughs> gotcha. That seems really silly. But in this day and age of filming with your phone, I was just recently watching a tour of a fifth wheel. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and the gentleman went from this end of the fifth wheel. Now, these things are not small, by the way. Right. This end of the fifth wheel around the thing and to the other end of the fifth wheel in not even a minute.
0: Now, little, little you can't
2: watch that. And every comment underneath was, do you give seasick pills with your fifth wheels? <laughs> that's
1: true. Yeah, very important to do a slow pan and not, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah and so teach
2: true. yourself a little bit about the technology. That's the bottom line. Teach yourself about the technology. Take the time to learn it and the best way to utilize it.
1: Very, very cool. Um, and after
2: that, just be yourself because trying to be somebody else, we've already got enough of everybody else. We don't need them. We yeah. need you.
1: You're unique, just like everybody else. Exactly. Um, and that was, and one of the things is too. I thought it was very cool that you said you left your videos up where maybe you've been mistake and not edited them out. I think that's in the in the realm of everything being polished online and super, you know, clean. Yeah, people want to know the real you, and leaving those mistakes and ums and ahs. I think as long as it's not too distracting, it's it makes them, you know, it makes you real to people. So now I want to talk a little bit more about something that i found. And, and I, I mentioned to you in the green room is, is using creativity as therapy. And this is what I, I'm going to tell a little story and, and then we can talk about it. Um, a, about a year and a half ago, I started carving, uh, wood carving. And I'd been seeing that my dad would drag me to these wood carvers in like Solar city all my life. And so I, I'd seen it and I was like, okay, well, he started carving and I thought, you know, it'd be something fun we could do together because he's now in the same town. So I said, I'll start doing that. So I would carve on the weekends and had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and then I read somewhere to, you know, they went, they said carve, and goes to your point, is carve at least 30 minutes a day. Okay. And you'll become a lot better and, you know, and all these benefits and stuff. And so I started doing that. I try to make time every day to sit, even if it's just 30 minutes and carve. Um, and I noticed that I was more focused during work. I noticed I was sleeping better. Um, and the reason I picked carving to kind of do is it's something totally away from the screen. Um, it's something I could do with my hands and it's like the total opposite of social media marketing. <laughs> the whole, you know. And I really noticed these changes. And so I've been encouraging people that I've talked to. I said, find some hobby that you can do every day. That's totally away from the screen, not in front of the TV, anything like that. Um, and do it for thirty minutes a day, and and so I mean, I this is my little. I'll show this to you. This is a Christmas bear I've carved. I think it's, I mean it's going well, and I'm starting on. And this is what they look like when they're not painted. I'm doing a just a regular kind of bear. That's so awesome. But, but it's a lot of fun, and it's and they're a lot of them aren't that good. I mean, they some of them when I started looked like crap, like carved crap. And um, but it really I think it really makes a difference in your life your you know work-life balance and everybody's talking about hustle and i've stayed up all night and worked on this blog and this website and i'm like i don't want to be that person anymore i want to have things and, and it, i don't know so i'm going to finish my rant but i want to know what you think about using creativity as an outlet um kind of as therapy what are your thoughts Well,
2: I don't know if you've noticed, if you've walked into any store anywhere recently, but there's coloring books everywhere. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah. Men notice it. (laughs) There are coloring books in the automotive store. I was kind of surprised when I saw that. (laughs) Okay. The reason why is because just what you said, creativity really does relax you. It really does. So what's more therapeutic than being a kindergartner with crayons? I mean, honestly, what's more therapeutic than that? So. do I think that it's therapeutic? Is that the question? Yeah, are making I the mean, question
1: here? Yeah, so I mean, using it as therapy. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about everybody has a creative bone in their body, But just do something. I mean, do something. I don't know. I just i I guess I'm passionate about not enough people are create are exploring creativity. they're They're working until they're exhausted. They sit in front of the TV and then they go to bed and do it all again and so
2: yeah. well it, a lot of life wasting that's for sure there's a lot of life wasting I, it, my family and i kind of decided that too that we've we did like a little inventory how much time do we spend on tv how much time do we spend with each other how much time do we actually talk right. <laughs> about whatever it is? i mean what do you want to be when you grow up and who asks that question anymore
1: right
2: nobody asks that question anymore i
1: don't know anymore. what i want yet still to be
2: i'm still trying to figure that out myself uh, so <laughs> but i mean honestly nobody talks like that anymore and nobody spends the time and I'm be I'm generalizing when I say right. nobody, because right. there are there are people that do take the time to do these things. And, and and I think they are happier people. The ones that I know who do it are happier people. I
1: right.
2: take and, the time and getting away from the screen. Oh, my goodness. No matter what, you know especially nowadays with our phones, our phones are little mini computers that follow us around everywhere and go ding, ding, ding all day long. Mm -hmm. And if you're in this business where you need to use social media to project what you're doing, then the ding, ding, dings matter. And that's frustrating in the end of the day. I mean, I I have a thing on my phone that actually shuts those dings off at a certain time. That has been the best thing ever. That should be on every phone everywhere.
1: And the th- the thing I noticed too is taking just that 30 minutes a day totally away from, you know, the screen or whatever um, makes me more creative in my work. Cause I, I mean, I have to create images from my blog posts and and I have to be creative on social media and I have to be creative for my clients and being creative on a separate thing really boosted my creativity everywhere else. So it's kind of a win-win thing. And I think that when we just stay focused on our, our screens, trying to be creative and then we go to bed, and watch, and then get back up and do it again, having no break. I think, I think it's killing our society. Actually, I, I like totally
2: it. agree. I totally agree. And I, I mean, that, that's one of my key points. The very first thing that I do, uh, that I live by, is to start every single day doing something that I love. So mm-hmm. I know there are, a, there's a list of chores that I have to do for my right. business in order to get sales, in order to grow, all these things. But that's not what I love. Uh, I don't love any of that. What I love is putting the paintbrush in my hand and watching color dance on paper. Hmm. So start every day doing that. You know what it does? First of all, I'm jumping out of bed. I'm not laying there going, oh, man, I got to go to work again. (laughs) I'm jumping out of bed because I get to do something I love. Now, if you are not somebody who's blessed to be able to work at home, then maybe you need to allow yourself another half hour in the morning to actually do something you love before you head out the door and deal with rush hour. Right. Think about it.
1: And what I do is I use it at the end of the day. So, I'm like, it's my reward for getting through the day. There you
2: go. And that works the same way. That yeah. works the same way. Some people need carrots on the end of sticks, and some people need sticks before they ever get out of
1: bed. Right. <laughs> and, so, the, and, and so, you know, just cut out a half hour of TV and do something. Pick, I mean, you can go get a, a notebook for probably what, 75 cents at Walmart and a pencil. And you could tr- start drawing. I mean, just start doing something. Stick Writing. Figures
2: are yeah. allowed. Always get a
1: coloring book and do it for thirty minutes a day. Right. They have adult. I mean, like hard coloring books, and you can do that. So, okay. yeah. Um. Anyway, so I, I'll get off my soapbox, but I just think it's very, very passionate. What would you do if you couldn't craft anymore? If somebody said, you know, like in the knock on wood, what? your craft shack was, you know, burst into flames and it was no more. What would you do?
2: Oh, I would just go to the store and buy more products. But um, no, I actually faced that when I, before I actually had the surgery, I couldn't use my hands anymore. And that's what we did. We packed up everything. And that probably was the give up moment in my life. I've never had another one since. I don't give up well. I don't. Very cool. I just don't give up well because giving up means the dream is done. And that's, that's a realization I'm not ready to do. I dream big. I dream always, and I follow my dreams.
1: Very cool. So when you first start, and this will happen when you start being creative or be create, have more creativity and, and work on it more, uh, what if what you make really stinks? What do you do? Oh,
2: yeah, that happens all the time. Happen, it, that'll happen probably more than you make really good, awesome stuff. Mm. You just have to move on to the next one.
1: And use it as a learning experience, right?
2: Yeah, and you know what? Here, Okay, so specific to what I do, we have this phrase, um, it's only paper or
1: right.
2: get some gesso and cover it up or, you know, that kind of thing to flip it over. You got another side, just flip it over, <laughs> you know, so we, we have those thoughts. Is it easy? No. I mean, it's never easy to to put your hard work or energy into something and have it not turn out like you wanted it to. Right. But, there's no way for you to learn otherwise. What you learned in that process, and you have to just take stock in what you learned. What did, what went wrong? What didn't happen the way I wanted it to? Okay, well, we're not doing that next time, (laughs) you know, and then taking risks. Sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't, but when they pay off, oh my goodness, are they good? So you showed your bear. I want to show this, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's see, the camera is not a great camera for this, but you're not going to be able to see it very well, but See that shimmer shine that's happening? There's like gloss. Uh These are about a bazillion little teeny tiny beads on the top of this. Right. So I had taken the time and made something that was very similar to this. Mm -hmm. It had all these layers and it was very, very pretty, just like this is. And then I covered it with this gooey, at the time, very milky white. Right. Goo with all these little blue beads in it. Right. Heart attack city. I'm not kidding you. I covered the whole entire piece. It was gorgeous. People are yelling at me. I did this live, by the way. People are yelling at me. No, don't do that. I had one audience member say she was going to make me pick every one of the beads off if, it, oh. if I you know, ruined it. But it turned out after it dried, look what happened. And right. you can't really tell with this camera, which is a bummer, but it, it almost looks like these things that are in here are floating
1: oh kind there's of a 3D no way effect. i could
2: have achieved that right any other way i took the risk i was scared for over 24 hours because that's how long it took for that stuff oh, to wow. but in the end it's amazing and and i would never have known it worked had i not tried it
1: that that's that's here's another good example of that now this right here this is one of the first things i carved it's a it's a, a penguin. Oh,
2: penguin yeah yeah.
1: yeah. And. It's antiqued and I had, I carved it one of the first ones I did and I painted it. And you paint it with the kind of a, uh, just you maybe kind of a little, um, make like
2: it. stain almost. Yeah. Well, it's yeah.
1: water. And so it's really kind of a wash. I guess it's a wash. And so I painted it, it, looked okay. And then I antiqued it. And it's the same thing. When you antique something, you it's this brown sludge that you put on and i'm like oh my gosh i have ruined it and, and you wipe it off and then it gets a, a cool like antique look to it but it's the exact same thing as trying something new there's a fear because it's like oh i have just ruined what i worked so hard on and it's oh my gosh all that time wasted but most of the time it turns out okay so yeah. i thought i mean that's a great example um of, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, I'm glad you them. showed
2: that because that's exactly what I'm talking about. You it's through weird. the whole process, you're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's like, Hey, take a look at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So, um, Oh, that reminds you know, the other thing is, is, um, one of my, one of my favorite authors, John Cuff, says something, don't compare yourself. Don't be care. Don't compare your beginning with someone else's middle. And I yeah. thought, that is huge too. Like when people first start out, the watercolors, they're not going to be able to do watercolors probably like you can. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, no, it takes I, time. It,
2: no. And, and to be honest with you, I have, a, I have an even bigger rule. And that is the only person I have to be better than is who I was yesterday. Mm. That's the only person I have to improve upon. Very, very cool. Ever. I, I don't, I gave up comparing myself to other people a long time ago because there's a whole lot of their story I don't know. And there's a whole lot of my story they don't know. So oh, it's it just makes no sense at all to ever compare yourself to someone else in any way, shape, or form. Business, personal, right. it doesn't matter.
1: And one of the things you talked about is, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, the scared part of us that doesn't want to go forward or, or, or try something new. And that Johnny Cuff has another quote that. That I use all the time, and he says 80% perfect and shared with the world always changes more lives than 100% perfect and stuck in your head. And so yeah. I heard that, and that was right before I started to do a podcast, and I just said, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail spectacularly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going for it. And, and, hey, and- the,
2: the tagline on my show for Craft It Live right? is, where fun is to be had and mistakes are bound to happen. So that way when they do, I've just achieved exactly what you expected.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, in your secrets of creativity that you sent me, which is awesome, um, you 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 stretched it. You stress the importance of your environment. So what did you mean by that?
2: Well, as you can probably see, taking a look around here for those that are watching the video here, um It's a mess, and that's because I like it. Don't judge me, okay? But this is the way that I work. I tried for a really long time, especially when I had a public place for people to come to. Everything had to be neat and tidy. Everything had to be just so. You couldn't possibly have a project out on a table, not when a customer comes over, because where are they going to work? Right. So I spent a lot of time trying really hard to be neat and tidy, but it never really worked well for me. That's me. I need to have the chaos. I need to be able to shove things aside and go, okay, this is the space I'm working in. I would like to have more at the moment, right. but, but this is what I've got to work in, so this is what I'm going to work in. And 10 times out of 10, I do a much better job that way. I recently, in the last couple of months, I couldn't tell you when, totally wiped this place completely clean, had every surface wide open. It was, was beautiful. Saying. And there were about four days where I could not work in here. Could not work in here. It just stifled me. I come down. I look. I don't even know what to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what I want to it, uh, That was how I felt. How, if that's my creative space and I can't be creative in it, then something's wrong. So mm-hmm. I've just recently wrapped up doing, um, a commission, uh, two big projects, but it was one commission. And all of that stuff, which you can't see in my cone of cleanliness here, <laughs> all that stuff yeah. is spread out across this countertop with a square where I do my actual show that's open. Mm. <laughs> And, and that's okay with me. A lot of people would be very upset. And, and these are the pictures I post on, on Instagram. I show people what the, what the countertop looks like when I'm working on it, because I want you to see that this is how my brain works. It may not be how yours does, but don't kick yourself if it does live in it. If you're somebody who has to have a neat and tidy, then neat and tidy, take your time, do the thing you need to do to make it. So, and then you'll be creative.
1: And I have the same thing. I have the cone of cleanliness around here. Um, this is actually a separate building um, that is mine. And I can do whatever. And, and my, I, my wife hates coming out here because it drives her nuts. She's, she loves having everything in her place, and I am not. I, I know where everything's at, but it's not clean. Uh, and so, But it's my space. And so what if you don't have, like I have a separate building or you have a basement. Um, what, what if you don't have a, your, your own space to create in? What do you do?
2: Um, kick your youngest son out of his room. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. No, what I think that if every single person carved a little bit of space for themselves, you know, our, our kids like to have their own rooms, especially mm-hmm. if you have a boy and a girl, right? They're gonna have their own room probably. But not everybody has the ability to have all of that. But somewhere in the house, somebody gets to have some kind of alone time. You do whether it's at the dining room table or uh, you can turn a closet into something if that's what you are trying to do, a physical creative thing that you need a space for. If it's something like uh, you live in a place where you can be outside for a part of the day, take your laptop and do your creative work out there. Try it. it. That may be the thing that energizes you is being out in the outdoors. I've written almost... Okay, I've, I think I've written three really good blogs in my lifetime. Right. All of them were written outside, just so mm. you know. Just pick up yourself and change your environment somewhere else. It doesn't have to be your own basement. It doesn't have to be a room outside or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. You could go to Starbucks and be creative. Mm. I see people doing stuff there all the time. And I actually met somebody at my Starbucks who is pulling through town, who is a professional travel log writer wow. wow and he he was telling me that he writes every one of them in starbucks so he goes wherever there's a starbucks he sits down and he watches the people come and go that's his office all day and travels to the next place
1: whatever makes you create more creative find yeah. it and use it is, yeah. yeah very cool
2: and you won't know until you try so
1: yeah Well, Heather, this has been a great conversation, and I want to make sure we have plenty of time for you to tell people where they can find you online. And I want you to especially talk about your GoFundMe campaign because I think it's very, very cool.
2: Oh, the exciting thing. We just launched this a couple days ago. We're actually going to take everything that we've talked about in this basement is going to get on the road and head out to a city near you. So what we're doing is hopefully something that's not been done before. I'm I'm pretty sure I've never seen it done before. We're going to actually take a classroom on the road. My entire family is going. My entire family that lives with me, I should say that. Uh, <laughs> we're going on the road in a fifth wheel. Hence the reason why I was looking at fifth wheel videos. <laughs> and in the back of that is a classroom that we will bring to the different places and hopefully be able to do the live crafting show with an audience an actual live studio audience and uh, classes and and whatnot. Real small, real intimate, but definitely a lot of fun and traveling from place to place. But we can't really do it on our own. It's got a big ticket. Right, right. And uh, we're hoping that other people believe in the process and the idea and will get behind us with the GoFundMe project.
1: Very cool. And you can find that GoFundMe, the link to that on her website. And your website is?
2: Uh, Craftshack.com. And, and we don't have any C's in Craft Shack. No, no C's. Right. But we do have exorbitant amount of A's.
1: Right. So I will put the link to that in the show <laughs> notes and uh, on the podcast. And so, um, Heather, thank you so much for being here today. And always, I'd love for you to go to ManlyPincherStips.com, click on the sidebar, and subscribe to our email community where you'll never miss a great guest like we had here with, he- with Heather today. Because at Manly Tips, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See you next time, everybody.
0: Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.